1: Is in the locker room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F 150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful Tuesday morning on a Tomlin Tuesday because we got Mike Tomlin coming up after in the locker room with Wolf, Starks, and the Ninjas. And he'll be right there after the show because Wesley Euler comes in, which is one of our ranking ninjas. And we will do the show and, and, and take you right down to the south side. It, I think it's today, right? Wesley, am I correct? All right, we are correct. Max, how are you doing, my friend? Did you have a nice, safe trip last night?
1: It was safe, Wolf. It was uh, it was long, but it was safe. <laughs> what time did uh, you get home? About uh, 9 p.m. Was, oh, you know, Oh. So, yeah, so 11 o'clock East Coast. So Oh, my goodness. yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's the price of doing business, Wolf. That's all it is. <laughs> you price. are the road warrior, buddy. <laughs> yes, yes. But you know what? What's that? Nothing a little B12 can't, can't handle, you know? <laughs> and a whole we lot of a- coffee. You're, are you a coffee guy or a non-coffee I guy? Am, I am. Sadly, I am not a coffee guy. How does that I am- work? I don't know.
0: I, c- I couldn't uh, yeah. face the day without yeah. coffee.
1: Now you, you know, a Coca Cola yeah. guy? I'm a Coke Zero guy. Okay, so. Coke Zero. Yeah, yeah. Okay. S- sa- save the calories. You know, half the guilt, <laughs> all the glory. Um, half the guilt. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's uh, but uh, but yeah, no, I I do that. I'll do the occasional like healthy energy drink type of deal. Right. Um, but you know, I. I A lot of vitamins and supplements. Yeah, Um, well, that's what happens. Yeah,
0: your wife's a doctor. She's gonna vitamin you out there. You know.
1: Yeah, exactly. I do green tea though. Oh, do do I do. I do do drink hot green tea. So. Okay. All right. That that is one of the things I do enjoy. I don't know. See, uh, for uh,
0: me, I always think about like cavemen. You know, you got to go out. You got to do battle with a saber toothed tiger or a woolly mammoth. You know, you got to go out and hunt. How do you do that without having a cup of Joe? I mean, come on.
1: Well, well, I don't think they necessarily brewed coffee um, before they went out on a hunt, especially right after they discovered fire. They didn't say, hmm, I need coffee. Let me milk this cacao bean down into a liquidy substance until I can consume it. And then I would be stronger than the saber tooth. No, they did, they, they did not do that, and I'm sure they didn't have that despian-like voice that I just did. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm either. sure
0: the troglodytes didn't go for that.
1: No, but but you know what I would think? I think they would at least chew on some leaves maybe that they found that gave them energy, which, hint, huh, hint, 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 that's like tea leaves.
0: <laughs> it's, it's, like that, uh, it's like that TV show Taxi, the sitcom, years uh-huh. and years ago when uh, the one guy – one guy made uh, chocolate chip cookies out of cocoa leaves, and everybody was going, Oh, these are wonderful. <laughs> and they kept eating them like they didn't realize what they were eating.
1: <laughs> yeah, it wasn't Andy Kaufman's character. Was it yeah, uh, Christopher Lloyd? I...
0: It was Latka. Oh, it, it was Latka? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say, I was, I was, I was trying to think. I'm like, because like, that, that was a heck of a cast. You think it about
0: really it. was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. had Judd Hirsch, you had Christopher Lloyd, you had Andy Kaufman, you had Danny DeVito. And a host of other folks.
0: Man, I can't believe how good your memory is. That's really, that's excellent.
1: Yeah, no, trust me, listen, listen. Nick at Night as a kid. Nick oh, at Night as a kid. Yep,
0: yep, there you go. I,
1: I, I, I watched Taxi, I watched uh, Dobie Gillis, uh, Green Acres.
0: Green Acres, Donna yeah. Donna
1: Reed, yeah, you know, I, I, had, I had a whole host of them. Uh, my Three Sons.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, yep.
1: Did not quite get into to leave it to Beaver, but <laughs> nah. but everything else.
0: Yeah, you know, my dad he 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 ruled the TV room. You know, what I mean, like on the weekends and that. And there was, a, you know, he got bunny ears. There's three stations. That was it. And I remember, I remember Saturday night was Hee Haw, and Sunday night was Lawrence Welk. And that, I mean,
1: tomorrow. oh, the Lawrence Welk show. Yeah, yep.
0: a little bit of the bubbly. Yeah,
1: that's right. The... A <laughs> l- 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 little variety hour, you know, at its <laughs> finest. Yes, exactly. So, so.
0: We, we would just groan. No,
1: Dad, no. Well, yeah, and then he would go, and Ronnie, <laughs> yes. keep holding the bunny ears to the left. <laughs> Dale, you're the channel changer. Wolf, don't mess. Hey, Craig, don't mess this up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you, you get the aluminum foil and touch
0: your brother on the head with it. It gets better reception. <laughs> exactly oh, oh my, my goodness all right well i what are you thinking about thus far already because we're going to throw out the question of the day today is going to be do you think or will there be a quote-unquote in parentheses jeff saturday effect on monday night that's going to be the question what is I'm the effect going to be
1: i hope it is a jeff saturday effect to the tune of the more experienced coach wins. You know what I'm saying, right? Like that, that's what I'm hoping the right effect will be, right, uh, in this situation. Uh, but I, I mean, you know, you look at this team uh, in the Colts, and and they're they're, they're fighting hard, right? They're they're right. fighting hard, you know, because they know that hey, this is the coach we got. We might like him as a person. You rally around him, but at the end of the day. You know, professional coaches need to go ahead and do the job. I mean, Nick Siriani, I think he struggled. He has some emotions. Right. Because obviously the you know, the just the affection that he had for Frank Reich. He thought of mentor. him as a mentor. As yeah. A, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. A mentor coach and and so he looks very he looks up to him. So I'm sure, you know, emotions played into a lot of that decision making. I think there are no emotions here for us to deal with outside of we need a victory. Like, yeah. that's the only emotion that, that, that we, need, exactly to, we need to concern ourselves with is that is the nameless gray face. And we got to go out there and play. And we're going into the into their house. We have not fared well on the road this year. Right. Um, so we need to go and we need to re- reestablish ourselves as road warriors. And I think <laughs> that's got to be the mission, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if you got to be animal or hawk, you know you just need to. I met those go guys.
0: Just... I met those guys dude, one time. Yeah,
1: dude, awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I reached my hand out when at a wrestling match and they slapped my hand. Does that count?
0: Oh yeah, that, no? you know, because we we, we got to do brush with greatness. But my buddy in high school that I grew up with was uh, Larry Fall, otherwise known as Lex Luger. Uh, and oh and yeah. so he came to. You had the
1: inside, yeah. You had the inside oh. track.
0: Well, I got to go yeah. into the locker room, which was really hilarious when I, I hanging out with them. And and these guys are all in the locker room. They're all sitting around, you know, uh, saying hi. You know, just they're nice guys. You know, and they they yeah. got the the pointed shoulder pads and everything else on. And you know, and it was kind of crazy right. to just watch. You know, the the supposed animosity that they had for others was not not there in the locker room.
1: Yeah, well, you know, uh, James Laranitis, his dad was—I um, want to say it was an animal. Um, okay. The, line, the linebacker for uh, the Rams for a long time okay, from Ohio State. Right. Yeah, I remember yeah, him. Yeah. So that was it. So, that, so that, that, so he was the son of. Okay. Uh, one of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 so yeah. So, James. I mean, so I, I technically, I played against James. So it's like de facto two, you know, was it two degrees removed from him? But you know, but one of my best friends. <laughs> two degrees. Um, what do we getting yeah, here?
0: Six degrees from Kevin Bacon.
1: Well, it's it's seven degrees of separation, you know. Nobody is more than seven degrees on this entire planet. Thank you, Will Smith. Uh, That's the only thing I can say positive. That and the Fresh Prince (laughs) were the two things that uh, he gave me. Um, But, you know, I look at it, and, and, you know, like that's just one of the crazy things when you think about that. Like one of my best friends and my mentors, Thad Bullard, um, was Titus O'Neil in WWE, so more recent more recent superstar, but, you know, we used to hope, you know, when the guys went, when, when WWE were into town, right. Um, we, we would, we, we, we would, I would host those guys, oh, you really? know, and yeah. Yep. Yeah, so when back when, uh, back when coach was behind the desk, you know, coach would call me up before they were coming to Pittsburgh. Hey Max, you know, can we go, well, uh, do you have a spot we can go to afterwards just to kind of relax and hang out and just kind of decompress. So, you know, I, I negotiate some deals <laughs> um, with, with some different uh, bars to either stay open late or let us get the VIP section for right. the WWE superstars. You go hang so. with them. Yeah, yeah, of course, of, of course. course. I mean, yeah, you but, can't I host mean, you know, it if you're not there. Exactly. It's then it's just you know it's not the same. I can't say host. You know, I have to say <laughs> I'm just I'm just a guy. You know, just a, you know, just a jag, right? You know, just a guy uh, planning stuff. Um, but no, I would go hang out with them, and you know, I brought I brought them to Heinz Bar one night. Um, all of them. So like, Goldust was up there, and Schnitzky, and and <laughs> Mabel, and like all I mean, all the all these WWE superstars. And then had him had him at some other spots before, but I just remember you know like D- uh, Dave Batista, who's now an actor, right? Um, right. But I just remember one time, Batista was up there, and I just remember I was like I was like getting everybody situated, you know, like hey, you know, bartender's here. Duh, 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 duh. I got behind the bar at one point to help out. Um, but I remember going to the bathroom and, you know, I'm sitting there at, at, you know, at a urinal and. Okay. You, we're getting, you, we're getting you, uh, no, close you sit- to
0: too much information, but that's no, okay. It's,
1: it's, it's not that too much, yeah, it, but, <laughs> but you feel, I felt like I'm like, dang, there's you know, you feel like this dark, like kind of shadow, like, 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 yeah, this is pretty huge human in here. And then, you know, I do my he business a go, man, go wash my he? head and he's next to me and I look at the mirror and I'm like. Oh, what's up? I'm Max. How you doing? He's like, Dave. Was like, thanks man for hooking us up. <laughs> yeah, so it was just like <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah, wash washing hands next to Dave Batista. Just a normal day. Just you a normal go. day. How big but, is, he? Mean, but, yeah, is he is he is he, he a tall guy? He's about 6'4, six, 6'5. Six, okay. Um uh, right. but he but I mean but you're talking you're talking about like not an ounce of fat on him. Right, he's a massive uh, like human t- being. Er- like every bit 270, 285. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean he he's a very large physical dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like as far as just mass. So, you know, a bit like him like Big Show, we hung out with Big Show and uh Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Um and Triple H when when uh, when Ben was the guest host for uh, WWE, he brought he brought the offensive line with him, so we so we were a part of the show one time when he was a guest guest manager or whatever. Um, <laughs> we were right up there in Wilkes Barre, and so you know we got to hang with those guys. You know before we did, went through the whole deal, and uh, you know it, and we actually were trying to teach the Big Show in the backstage how to get in a three point stance because he's such a huge. I mean he is humongous, Wolf. I it, it would be like taking two packages of kielbasi and trying to put your hand. And trying to shake two packages of of, of kielbasa like a handshake motion, his hand is that huge. Wow! Um, Because he's like he's like seven foot four, so and and he's like four uh, like four hundred and like pounds. He wasn't
0: quite as big as uh, Andre.
1: No, he wasn't quite Andre's size, but humongous nonetheless. Yes. And so, could you imagine us trying to teach this seven foot four, almost five hundred pound human, how to get in a three point stance?
0: He'd still be taller than me in a three, four-point stance for crying out loud.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. But it was just, you know, those are the fun things. Like John Cena, we hung out. Oh my God, John Cena gave us so many like freaking wristbands. Oh really? Because that was like his thing, right? He he would wear like all these wristbands up his arm and everything, and he had the hat. He gave us so much swag, but he was a huge Patriots fan. Oh, you know, like oh, he, like he like because he's from Boston, so Boston. he's just you know yeah Boston, and he he has like. When he's not like talking like on air and everything, right. like he has the most towny accent of all time. Does he it, really? It was pretty, oh, it, it was awesome. It was glorious. Um, <laughs> I was like, dude. But yeah, so, so, yeah. So, I mean, that's just one of the cool things. Like, because at the end of the day, you realize just like we're entertainers and athletes, like they are, they're entertainers and athletes as well. Right. And so it's that mutual respect that you have for each other and that admiration. And, uh, and it was just really nice, you know, to see them not. In character, I'm sure like just like if if they were to come up and meet us at like an autograph signing or right before we're about to go on the field. Right. Right. It's a different mentality versus when we're in our free space and you get to know people. So it's just one of those cool things um, that I'll always remember, um, you know, getting getting to hang out with some of those guys and just see them, you know, behind the scenes, which was really nice to share that with them
0: they so. they they're, they're good guys you know by and large yeah. most they they're good guys a lot of them have a football background you know based football background uh-huh and it's a natural kind of like uh you know mutual admiration society they go out there they lock up and and lock and load and and, and get in the ring and stuff and it's just a different ring or a different stadium is all it is between you know ball players and wrestlers
1: and you know and and I have a wrestling background you know as a kid, with my brothers, and we mm-hmm. find a mattress, you know, and oh, yeah. you'd attempt, to, you'd attempt to do those things. Like, you know, I definitely tried to do the over-the-head press on my little brother, and that that never worked out well. Or, or you put, or you put him in a what was it, uh, the Alabama slam? Right. <laughs> we had a rolling. <laughs> or a figure
0: four, you know. Oh, little. the
1: figure four leg lock is is legendary. Legendary. I mean,
0: you know, That's legendary. There's nothing like <laughs> Ric Flair telling the referee, "Ask him, ref.
1: Ask him if he wants to tap tap out." Yeah, you know. Yeah, and you see all that feathered goodness just flying in the air as he's rocking up and down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you want, Flair also
1: a funny guy to hang out with.
0: Right yes, right? if you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. Woo!
1: Absolutely.
0: Woo! <laughs> <laughs> your, your woo was better. I-
1: yeah, I mean, and, and I'm trying to tone it down because I'm obviously speaking into a speaker. I don't want to pierce anybody's ears over the airwaves. True, good point. But that, but that the Irish whip, you know, where you smack him across the chest yep, bare chested. Yep. Oh, man, yeah. Anywho, yeah. Just to enough, finish enough up about that. Yeah, just yeah. to finish
0: up, though, I got to say, I had the honor and privilege of meeting Bruno San Martino on a number of occasions. He came over to my gym one time, uh, and uh, oh, man. He, he did a commercial thing or something, but he was just such a tremendous tremendous man. I mean, the stories of his upbringing and how in World War II, you know, his mom took him up into the out of the town and they survived the winter hiding in caves as the Nazis came through. It was just amazing. His life story was just one of just an incredible man and doing some amazing things. I, I have great admiration for Bruno. He was uh, something special. That's for sure.
1: All right, um, got to get back
0: to football. So
1: Yeah, yeah. well, at least briefly. Yes, at least briefly. We'll, exactly. we'll get a brief little preview before we go to break.
0: Absolutely. So. The big question, again, to me is what is the Saturday effect? Is the Saturday effect going to be something real? You know, we spent so much time talking about should the Colts have done that, should Robert Ursay have hired Jeff Saturday out of nowhere like that, we didn't even take the time to really consider what's the effect going to be. You know, I mean, to, to really distill it down to its essence. First, Jeff had to win over the coach's room, then the player's room. But a lot of guys in the short term, when you have a changing of the of the head man, it can stimulate some sort of, I don't know, response where everybody's like, well, if the head man get fired, we all can be fired. You know what I mean? And it kind of, yeah. kind of puts a little more inspiration slash desperation in your preparation and your play and I just wonder is this you know what we've seen the results we got to win the first game second game takes Philadelphia Um, they were up at by 10 at one point over the uh, Philly Eagles right and uh, Mm -hmm. took them to the limit before they they lost I'm I'm sitting there going is this kind of like a dispelling of the Saturday effect or is Jeff got something more to him and he's got the guys behind him he's got the coaches with him it's Interesting to me.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it's one of those where you look at it and and you have to wonder how much is it fluff and how much is it actually, you know, actual right. meat. And I think one of the things that you can probably look at and say, Jonathan Taylor is still the real deal.
0: You right, but, it's like, not, but he's like, not had the same success going thus far as he did last year. But, yeah, there's no doubt he can yeah. still turn that baby around No, anytime.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, and last week he run, he rushed for over 100, he rushed for 143 yards uh the week before. Right, but coming um, off that 1800,
0: do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, of last no, no. year this and is, everything. This
1: is definitely like a letdown year and I think offensive line play has a lot to do with that for him. Yeah. Um new pieces, a lot of guys injured. Um so, you know, cuz that well you're talking about 1800 yards. Like it has, there's a lot of will and want to in there. Right. mixed with offensive line play. And I think that, that also makes the quarterback's job easier when he is run, when he is running at a high level. But you look at it in the Eagles game. I mean, he was still pulling off 3.8 a clip. Um, you know, had, had the 28-yarder and a tutty um, in the game. Um, you know, the biggest thing is going to be how good is that offensive line? Yeah, You know, are they going to be able to hold up? And I think I like our defensive line versus them. Now – when you get a little bit later, I mean, we obviously had our own bugaboo issues. Um, with,
0: with, <laughs> no, with, say no. they ain't so.
1: What? What? What am I saying? No, oh, <laughs> no, never mind. Don't worry about nothing to see here. Carnival Barker. All right, move, move on to the next end, move everybody. On, move on. Move <laughs> along. But, uh, but it will be interesting. And you know what? We'll, uh, in the next segment, I do want to talk about, you know, the Colts defense because I think that's something that's – that's going to be intriguing as far as doing a just a big picture overview of that game against the Eagles and everything when we come back here.
0: No problem. Take it away, my All,
1: right. All righty, when we come back. Like I said, we're going to talk more about the Saturday effect and the Colts and of course, you know, post Eagles. You know, Eastern PA got the victory, now Western PA needs the victory <laughs> up against the Fighting Jeff Saturdays when we come back here in the <laughs> locker room. With Wolf and Starks on he at S&R Radio. In the locker room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio, presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: Welcome back, everybody. You're in the locker room, Wolf, Starks, and the Ninjas. Max, we were talking about number one. What's the Saturday effect on Monday night? Little play on words there, you know. I mean, come on, you got it. Low hanging. There we fruit. go. You got it. L- you got to go. low hanging fruit, right, my L- friend?
1: Listen, nothing wrong with that, and expertly done, my friend. I will say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we also got to throw in. We've got uh, the Spanish uh, speaking uh, broadcast team of. Uh, well, it's Alvaro. Alvaro Martín is going to be on it with us at eleven o'clock. So we can I am interested in <laughs> his perspective of last night what he what he saw from uh you know with the uh the uh birds and uh who was it, the 49ers
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we'll definitely have to see what Ronnie felt like uh <laughs> after that game cuz it just felt late. You know what I'm saying? It did. Like
0: I I I fell asleep I again. It like, just, you know.
1: Well, I mean, understandable. I mean, I I caught I caught the first half in the airplane, and then of course transit getting back home, and all of a sudden, I mean, I turned the, I turned it on like, like they, I mean, it was like fourteen ten, right? It was a tight game, and then by the time I turned it back on, 38 thirty eight ten. I was like, oh my yeah. god, what happened? Once they, I got finally in the fourth quarter, they
0: were only what up uh, or down seven points at halftime, and then it just poof.
1: Yep, yeah, I went, yeah, I went. They kicked the field goal seventeen ten to go in at the half. And then the Niners shut them out. This is their third game in a row shutting out um, opponents in the second half from scoring. Okay. So, I mean, so, yeah, that, that's a huge thing. And, and they're a big team that, that does four-man rush, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and drop guys into coverage, and that's how they're able to you know take advantage of a lot of things. I mean, they covered up. They didn't allow the Cardinals to screen that much, I can tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> Every time the Cardinals tried to screen, it's like they just—they just, they knew exactly when it was going to happen. Does it? Does um, it
0: seem like everybody knows when we're screening?
1: I mean, come on. Yeah. You know, I, we need some screens. That's so that's what Car- we need. People know when the Cardinals screen and the Steelers screen. What is the common <laughs> factor between those two teams? Let me think. Oh, that's right. It's
0: the Wolf Effect. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I'm giving it away.
1: <laughs> yeah. Ronnie is too. Know, I don't know what it is. It's, it's like they look up there and I don't know if they're like, hmm, it's a wolfly. They would screen here. Guys, it's a screen. I, I don't know. There's a guy with binoculars on the sidelines like looking at the booth. <laughs> and they can, they can sense they can sense the twitch in your eye. I don't know what it is. But, no. Um, I mean, and that's one of the things. Like some of those squads like, you know, and I thought Cam has a great Spidey sense for it, right? Right. Like, he showed it in the game. Yeah, Showed it in the game. He was like, wait a second. Oh, oh, I took two steps past the line of scrimmage. All right. Something bad's happened. There's a booby trap. You know, yep. It's like it's like back up, back up, get wide. And that's what he did, you know, blocking out Samaji P. Ryan on an occasion. Um, other times, you know, chasing it down from behind. Uh but but that that's just it, it takes a skill set. And when you're if you're a team that is intent on running screen game. Like you've got to be really good at it, mm-hmm. but but it, but it takes reps. It takes a lot of reps. It does. And it takes intention. This isn't a changeup. You know, if we took probably the same approach to shovel passes and uh, jet sweeps, we might be better. might be a little better at screens.
0: Yeah, you know, I, there's no doubt about it. I mean, those those plays have uh, the, a valid application at appropriate times. There's no doubt about it in my mind. You know, it's just yeah. to me. I always like the screens, especially the slip screens to the back. You know, because yeah. you get if you're on the front side, you get the kick out. That's pretty. It it, it pretty much declares itself if if you're that that kick out guy. Uh, on the back side, you get to peel back and maybe catch somebody with their eyes going down. The, well, now today you can't do that as much. I liked when you could t-bone a guy. You know,
1: you creep well, up I mean, on him and bam <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing it's, it's now you kind of have to get over the, you, have to, you have to kind of box about like whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa uh, no, no, no. Uh, you've got to yeah. show
0: three forms of ID and ask his permission before you can hit him from the blind side <laughs> you got to tap him on the shoulder introduce yourself or
1: there. you could just ask his sleep number setting and then, then therefore <laughs> it's like having three forms of ID <laughs> yeah. Because if the guy has it, then sleep it leads to a conversation. Yeah. And then, you know, then he's not making a tackle because he's engaged in this conversation. Because if you do have a sleep number, you can appreciate what number it's set on. And then the <laughs> fact that your partner can then set a different number <laughs> – but then if he doesn't, he wants to know the mystery of said sleep number <laughs> and wants to know how that really affects things if you could switch those settings on either side of the bed. I'm just saying, you know, you, it's a win-win if you ask for the sleep number setting. You know? <laughs> I got you could, that. You, right. know, you know, is it, whatever you could do to distract them without actually violently hitting them and taking them to the ground uh, is what we're trying to get at here. But I think that's just... You know, the slip screen, I love that. I love tight end delay screens. Yes, you know, that's another that one. Because that gets the tackle involved. Usually the tackle's involved. We're climbing, baby. Yeah, there I, you go. I'll never forget. I'll never forget we ran. Were, we were in a tight end screen in Detroit. Uh, this was the year Larry Foote actually left the Steelers of free agency and went to Detroit. For oh, years. I
0: remember that game, yes.
1: Yeah, so we're, so we're screening off footy. And I just remember, you know, kind of setting out, Tossing the D in wide and then climbing up the hash, and Footy's right there. It's <laughs> me and Footy, and I just lock up with Footy. like I had I had Footy dead to rights. Right, I, right. I could I could I could have nailed right. Footy. I could have ear him and just sent him to the dirt. How do you sneak but up
0: on anybody as big as you are? You can't.
1: <laughs> listen, listen. Even even Sasquatch could hide in the redwood. Okay, you know what okay. I'm saying. I got gotcha. you. You know, so I I I feel like I have Sasquatch. Elusiveness went on a field. Because like one of those fitness. things, you know, it's just like you're not expecting me to be there, and then I'm there all of a sudden. You know, <laughs> just wham! Because you're looking at everything else, you were oh like my the god, the shadow from gonna... that old
0: '50s radio show, the
1: shadow. Well, <laughs> mm-hmm. But and even more so, guys were so worried about Heinz right yeah, on the second right. or third. They don't think about the lineman. It's like it's too obvious, and then all of a sudden obvious hurts yes you know what i'm saying like it it hurts because i know i've gotten out on a couple you know we have like wide toss plays taxi and boss and stuff like that and i've absolutely like completely wiped out defensive backs (laughs) and but but in this one the tight end delay i had footy dead to rights i was about to ear hole him and I came up soft. I'm like, that, that's my boy. I'm like, that's you know, hard. this is my teammate. Yeah. It, it, it's it's tough to just like hate someone that you like for so long. Yeah, you know. And so, so I, I I got him. I locked him up. And I, I said, count, I said, count your lucky stars. <laughs> he, and with, I, know, with, I know he with, gave
0: uh, some sort of smart like uh, Oh, absolutely. You put it, him. You, it, you, not, you, not, you him. He can't help one, it.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, he he was like he was like yeah you're lucky I didn't see it or else I would have came and hit you. I was like, but you didn't, <laughs> and you wouldn't. So moving on to the next play, we got like a 16 yard gain on it was it was great.
0: Oh that's beautiful. All right, you'd yeah, want to start key. talking defensively uh, in this yeah. segment here. So t- hit me with what you got.
1: Well, I mean, just think about this. You know, when we're talking about the in- the Indianapolis Colts and just kind of right. where they are. You know, you've got some good guys on the line of scrimmage. I mean, you you've got Ngak, you got in got got Yannick and off the edge. You got DeForest Buckner. Um, That's Adin, the guy Adinimo. that really
0: bugs yeah. me. He is really he's a great player. DeForest Buckner, yeah. I think. The things that he yeah. does.
1: Man, he he and, and he and he's such a stout player. I don't know why it didn't work out in San Francisco. I felt like he's built off of those San Francisco guys. So he has a he brings a lot of those traits with yeah. him. Yeah. And so that that just creates a different look because he knows how to play leverages. He knows how to take oh, on man. double teams. He knows how to split those double teams. And he's a shapeshifter.
0: Do you ever see? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I that's what I refer to those guys that, that kind of get a little Gumby like. You know, you can't get a good strike on them down the center because they're constantly changing their surface that's available to you, like mm-hmm. for punching or run blocking. You know, I mean. they're problematic and he's one of these guys he plays like you talk about with great leverage for a tall guy what is he six seven but i mean he plays with great under and up leverage and he is um he is really he's no easy day at the beach that's for sure
1: he is not and he's one cheeseburger away from 300 too uh Mm. so so a big body that 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 has the athleticism yeah um Is always a trouble, and you have to remember this team also plays a lot of four down. They are a four three based team, and you know so so those guys are taught get up field, cause disruption, cause issues. But you know that's gonna that's gonna I think that's gonna be our challenge. That's gonna be the challenge is how do you handle him handle him and Grover Stewart in the middle because Grover Stewart is also a very large. Yeah,
0: he's he's a plug guy.
1: Um, yeah, he's 6'6", 315. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. an offensive tackle, uh, with wider hips. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> you've got you've got those two guys in the in in the middle that you have to deal with, um, the snack bunch. Not as big as DJ Reader and BJ Hill as far as size, width, dimensions. They're taller. So what does that mean when they get middle rush and get hands up? That's a tougher window for Kenny right.
0: Pickett. Yep, you're gonna and have so, uh, that well. You got to throw out of mm-hmm. it's like throwing out of a well.
1: You know, exactly. you I got to tell you something. Tight. I came,
0: I, I was, I was reading through this morning, and uh, I happen upon an article I saw in Cincinnati. and it said They said the DJ reader they gave him a standing o in the film room. I'm like, what in the world? So I read about it. Then I go back and I check out what they say. I realized on that, on that uh, Sam Hubbard sack in the fourth quarter around the 13 minute mark. When they when they lined up, they did double A gap blitzers, but they dropped DJ Reader all 350 pounds of him, and <laughs> just backed him off the ball like five yards, eight yards off the ball, and it was like I think Kenny looked at him, and I think that's what kind of stunned Kenny was. They dropped him and brought some other guys, and, and 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 the squeeze call caused Hubbard to be able to come out and run freely. Because he didn't get picked up because of the squeeze call down. You know what I'm talking about?
1: Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And and that's where uh, the Bengals made their biggest hay. Because we were showing them some double barrel stuff out of our big nickel.
0: But the funny part was they backed
1: off DJ Reed. (laughs) I know. know, It's like putting a rhino in the middle of of the field. Yeah. No, I mean, and and that's the adjustments, right? That's the second half adjustments that they made. They said, okay, the – you know these guys want to go ahead and bite, right? They're not going to, and they're not going to. And what what Cincinnati did to combat it was they moved Ryan up into one of the A gaps, like kind of up and off. But they didn't on this, position.
0: on that one that on the sack I'm talking about.
1: Well, No, no, yeah. I'm, that, that was us. You're, I'm saying what Cincinnati you're did. You're talking offensively. about Cincinnati. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, Cincinnati right. did offensively to compare the adjustments. That's Remember, what
0: I'm, saying. I'm an old man. You got to, you, you got to point me. In yeah, the that's why I said. That's why I said.
1: When C- Cincinnati, <laughs> when they made the adjustment, they saw the same thing that we were doing, but they moved Samadji Pirine up and into the A-gap. Now, didn't you like guys right used to do, the do that back in the day? Because we did that. Yeah, no, no. We, we, we had that as well. I yeah. mean, because, like, especially when you're talking about going up against Cincinnati, right? When Mike Zimmer was a D coordinator. Yeah. He was the one that originated that. So we had our own adjustments to it, but the Steelers never adjusted to those things. That's why you had the squeeze call still there. Right. And so that's why... Because if you don't have to squeeze right, and Najee or Benny Snell is sitting there, now if DJ Reader drops, guess what? Guess what? Uh, James Daniels is going to do. He's going he's gonna to go look. Hunt, he's going to hunt for work, and guess what? Right now you keep Chooks on Sam Hubbard, and now if Sam Hubbard makes any exactly. move, James Daniels is there to earhole him. And we, but because we had to squeeze, that means we had to come take the backer in the right. eight gap. Come down. squeeze down yeah. to DJ Reader. DJ Reader's dropping. You've lost <laughs> that guy, and now you you either have a running back on him or nobody on him, and that's why the result of that play was the, was as such. What
0: killed me was just watching him drop back because I I'm try, I was
1: trying to remember did Casey Hampton ever do any of that. Casey popped. Like, it had to have been rarely. I would, rare. I would say very, yeah. because Because in that, Casey normally wouldn't be in. Uh, right, but uh, just the fact down, that you would use him boy, like,
0: that. like <sighs> that, that's what, I don't know, it was just so funny to me to watch DJ <sighs> yeah. Reader pop out and, and sit oh. back there. It's like parking a bus or a van in the middle, <laughs> the, exactly. the, the he, second he, level.
1: He's he, His quads aren't built for that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, he... He is one of those, He's all hamstrings, right? And the hamstrings right. is the fire forward. So he's got the ham hocks on the backside. Those quads are there, you know, for pressing up and out. They're not for backpedaling. Uh, so exactly. I can only imagine how, how funny that looked. Because I don't remember that play exactly when I was watching through it, but I can just imagine it. <laughs> and he, he's, he's a human being that's got a lot of forward tilt, and balance so maybe that was already a key I like. That. you know what i'm saying yeah he he just he falls head, head, forehead first you know what i'm saying like he's that right. type of guy he's a face he's a guy that, yeah it's like if i fell on the back of my head it's only because i got overwhelmed you know what i'm saying it's not because <laughs> i i tripped going backwards trying to get into a back pedal like a db you know what i'm saying like it right. uh, just doesn't happen but um but, Wolf, we need to step aside take another break. Gummy, you continue. took us over
0: again, didn't you?
1: I did not. Uh, maybe it's me a minute. my fascination anywho.
0: for DJ Reader.
1: Exactly. Your your affinity for all things fat, you know, led us to this, <laughs> led us to this moment where we, we kicked over the time. But any – we come back. We will talk more. Oh, Gosh. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a melange. Listen, listen. This, this is life skills day in the locker room. Yeah. Uh, Whatever music's popping our head, it seems like. uh, But but at the Power Hour, we will have Avaro Martine. So that's it. You know, get through this segment. On the other end, we'll have Avaro Martine. But you're in the locker room, Wolf and Starks here on SNR and ESPN Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pick it. Hands it off, and over the top goes Najee. And that's a touchdown to make it more interesting than the people who have left wanted it to be. All right, that was... Najee Harris, two rushing touchdown performance against the Bengals on Sunday afternoon football. I guess technically all games are in the afternoon, but this is a late afternoon game. Um, we follow this up, you know, Wolf, and I think one of the things that when you're talking about teams that go on the road and are successful, there's two things they must carry with them. One, is obviously a four-man rush, which we need to continue to develop. Obviously, having TJ back in the fold gives us a great improvement at that. But the second is a rush game. That's why I played that Najee clip because I wanted to talk about, you know, just the rushing game. You know, we come off of that 200-plus performance, and, you know, obviously Sunday late afternoon was not the same. You know, you're down Jalen Warren um, early in this contest. And Benny Snell was used a little bit, but not quite that much. Um, so you had to. So literally, all the rushing really fell on Najee, right? Twenty rushes, ninety yards um, in the game, two touchdowns. Um, he did have that nice nineteen-yarder, which was uh, which was cool to see that Najee could still rip off some explosive-like plays um, in the rush game. But you got to have support, right? Because your next leading rusher was Kenny Pickett with two. Um, you know, you hand it off to Deontay and Steve Sims, um, but that's something that I think we got to work on. You know, I think that's going to be one of the things to hear from from Mike Tomlin later today, the health of Jalen Warren, because I thought we kind of started to develop something with a little one-two one, two punch, and uh, we we kind of we kind of lost that earlier in the game.
0: Well, what's interesting to me is, and I think this is a great topic, Max. Is you know, through six games, Najee averaged forty-one yards a game. All right, he was at 3.2 a carry. But the past two games, now he jumped up to 94.5 and 4.7. He's had back-to-back 20 carry games against the Bengals and the Saints. And um, he's got, what, 90 and 99-yard rush totals, uh, Mm -hmm. averaging 4.5 and 5.0 over the last two games. His longest runs of the year have come in the last two games with 19 and 36. So it's interesting to me because – I'm trying to, you know, I, I go back and I, you check the film and I go, what's different? And the only thing that I can come up, there's there's two possibilities and I can't find the stats on how much tight end, you know, multiple tight end we've been using over the last two games because I got stats up to the first six <laughs> games, <laughs> which, gummit, it doesn't help me at all, you know? I want to know. Uh, d- d- yeah, exactly, the last two. But the other thing. Is I think it's you know you take that uh, that that outside zone what we used to call uh, a twenty nine crack, um, you when he went to the end zone. I mean there there was no real reading. It was you got one one read. It's one read, and I think yeah. that's what I'm getting to. Is I think the possibility is existing where you're really focusing on trying to get get one read, just one read. You know you simplify. You know again I go back to when I was talking to Jeff Hardings back in your day when you guys were heading for the Super Bowl and everything else, and I remember him talking about simplifying the the playbook so that everybody's on the same page regardless of the defense and the spacing used up front and so forth. Everybody's got it. You know what I mean? And I always think about... When you teach boxing, you start with the simplest things—a jab with one response based off of it. When you teach counter punching, you can't teach them six different punches, and this is how you deal with it. You got to teach them one because once you get to two options, you got a problem. You know what I mean? It, it takes yeah. time to build the reflexes, and I just wonder if if we're seeing more of a like a, a one-read, more linear style running that uh, over the last couple of weeks.
1: Well, I I, th- I think that that might be one of the one of the main culprits, right? Is that if you can get a guy on the outside, it's sealing the edge. I think is a key. Sure,
0: thing. and th- that's the other and, part of and, it.
1: And how you get to sealing that edge, because I think you know w- where we ran into trouble, and why guys were chasing down the backside was we were trying to focus on these inside zone plays, right? And getting enough guys front side to combat you know the bigger size guys and. Getting on backers, we forgot about the backside. There was nothing backside to hold. Jermaine Pratt, Sam Hubbard, when we're running to the left, or Trey Hendrickson when we're running to the right, like we didn't have that kind of wham-bam. Thank you, ma'am, um, on the backside. And I think a lot of it had to do with Miles Boykin not being available. Right, the big guy who could go hit the in man on the line of scrimmage on the backside or dig out a safety in an eight man box. You know. God, God God bless Steven Sims and Gunnar O'Shea. He, right? he tries. He tries. He goes in there. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. He he's going to give you every ounce of his being, which is not a lot of ounces. Yeah. Um when well, you're talking about going up against 240 plus pound human right. beings and you are like a buck 90 soaking wet. Um you're giving you're giving up, I mean, 50 plus pounds. So, you know, Gunner, there was no threat there with Gunnar um or Steven Sims. But I think if, if you motion a, a Miles Boykin from that slot to the backside or you sit him in motion right before the snap, that's something that will get some attention. Well you also a,
0: Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, yeah. I was gonna say
1: that's a large large player prairie mammal uh, roaming in the backfield that you don't want to get hit by.
0: Yeah, exactly so. Now one of the things is you got the six twelve and you got the fryer move. So when you go multiple tight end you have an opportunity to be able to use one as that guy that seals off the end man on the line on the backside. But you know what? It was funny because on a couple of those to the outside, they were using Friermuth almost like a decoy, trying to widen the end man on the line. You know, which left okay. Jermaine Pratt the ability to scrape on the B gap, and nobody's there. And I'm like going, eh, that's that's not sound. You know, that's not that's that doesn't no. work. I mean, because Pratt's not going to bother with that. And what and from what he's seeing, from where his vantage point is going to be, he's not going to be influenced by a backside tight end.
1: No, he absolutely isn't. And that's why I think you know, when you look at the film, I think that's what you got to bring into this game because Yannick Ngakwe is the same type of dude, right? Um, Kelly Pay or quit, with Quiddy, Quiddy Pay. Quiddy, Pay, Quiddy yeah. Pay. Yeah, getting these names. <laughs> I know. Up. This is, this is <clears> one <throat> of these teams that we don't see a lot. So it's like, eesh. Yeah, so it's like, all right. But those guys are going to be influenced as well. I think you have to take some of those lessons from this game. And correct those for the next game because it's going to be another four down team, right? That's, a, that's the same way that the Bengals are constructed, the same way the Saints were constructed. I just thought we had a get better game plan going into the Saints game than we did against the Bengals. And we didn't adjust fast enough to what they were doing and what they would respect and wouldn't respect. Well, Connor Hayward, hello. How you doing, bud? Yep. We're going to need you. A little bit on the backside action. Need you to shorten the neck a little bit. Give give us the H and H back. Make sure it's a hit. The H stands for hit. Hit back. Um, <laughs> but I digress because Wolf, oh, you know what We got to get going, man. You know who we, we got at the going. top of
0: the hour of the what hour of the Power Hour?
1: <laughs> there we go. Oh, I love that a little yeah. little echo there. Little uh, echo. We have El- Elvaro Martín. Yes, a lot of play by play voice of this of this Spanish broadcast of the Steelers Radio Network. Coming up next, we will get Alvaro's thoughts, and uh, we'll start to also preview and get ready as well, see what he thought about, you know, the Indianapolis Colts, and, of course, what, what he thought about the game on Sunday when we come back here in the locker room with Wolfett Starks on ESPN and SNR Radio.
0: Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, some 41, 30 seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning.